Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. God save our gracious queen. Long live our noble queen. God save the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. It's Friday if you're listening mere seconds after we uploaded, which obviously you are. But if not, greetings from the distant audio past. Like the millions of voices captured forever suspended in recorded audio history, here we are, fit to burst at the seams with tech news and opinions like that fat kid off Willy Wonka who'd gone and ate too much liquid chocolate. <laughs> Listener. Augustus Gloop. Ah, that, that guy. We're him. Listener. We're glad you could join us in our audio sweet factory for a spread of tech candy canes, tech bonbons, and questionable tech licorice whips to tide us over for this 40 minutes of top tech topics from the past seven days. I'm Henry Burrell, staff writer at PC Advisor and Macworld UK, and I'm dead chuffed to be joined for this special 25th quarter-life crisis edition of The Pod by three lucky golden ticket winners from PC Advisor, Macworld UK, Techworld, and Computerworld UK. Sweet like chocolate, it's Christopher Manassian, <laughs> staff writer at Peace Advisor and Macworld UK. Sweet like chocolate. <laughs> sweet and sour, it's Scott Carey, online editor of Computer World UK. Hi. And sweets outside the school gates, it's David Price, <laughs> act- <laughs> acting editor at Macworld UK. I don't know what you're implying. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are taking in Windows 10, Verizon buying Yahoo, and Apple's mountains of gold bullion. Three, two, one, activate. Microsoft in the 90s was bigger than the sun, so bright you couldn't look at it directly. Then, it shrank a bit and made some dodgy life decisions, but now, things may be on the up. The company finally realised that its software is actually quite good, and maybe it should make it free so everyone in the known universe has it in their home. That was the plan anyway. And Windows 10 has been available as a free upgrade for over a year. But, no longer. Christopher Manassians, why won't Microsoft keep on rocking in the free world? Hey, I love that intro. Um, so yeah, Windows 10, for those who don't know, was, um, was available in 2015 on 29th of July, if I'm not mistaken, 2015. Good date. And year after, soon coming, 29th of July, 2016, it's going to end. Now, why was it available for free? Because Microsoft wanted to push um, as many people on win- on the Windows 10 platform. Um, so this was a free upgrade for people who already had a Windows operating system, right? Well, not quite, as in that oh, was people who were me. on Windows 7 and Windows 8. So okay. people who were on previous versions, so Vista or XP, for example, um, they had to actually purchase uh, Windows 10. So, okay, so it's an exercise in getting people to upgrade machines or just upgrade for free anyway. Basically, yeah. So as in trying to upgrade people from the 7 and 8 platform in order to try and push either marketing or whatever it is they want through Windows 10 um, and to get as many people on one uh, platform. So the 
biggest thing is when you look at the city, you've got a lot of people running still on Windows XP. Yep. You look at the home PCs, you've got a lot of people running on Windows 7. And you've got very new laptops, um, respectively speaking, before Windows 10 was out on Windows 8. Okay. So, you, so yeah, as, as people listening, if they are listening on uh, the first day that this goes live, this is the last day you can download yep. for free. Okay. So, exactly. but Windows got into, well, a bit of trouble from some people, didn't it? Because it was pushing the update on people and, you know, tricking them into downloading it. I don't know if anyone else came across this. But Scott, are you, you're both Mac users. We're so both Mac users, yeah. so we're just going to sit here quietly yeah. while you the, guys the little talk X about there, wasn't it? The yeah, X sometimes actually, you clicked yeah. X to it actually downloaded it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? everyone knows X means yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah my um, my colleague Tamlin was moaning yesterday about being pushed the update every single day. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, I mean, Christopher, is is it a good update? Should people actually be wanting to do it? Have they kind of shot themselves in the foot by impressing it upon people like that? Well, I think Microsoft have shot themselves in the foot by pushing it on people. Yeah. So, for example, we have Johnny in the office. He restarted his PC and he was like, why is my PC saying it's upgrading? And then he turned on his PC, it was Windows 10. Right. And he was livid. He was like, why has <laughs> this happened? And also, it with any updates, with any major updates, if anything goes wrong, to recover your files can be an absolute pain. Okay. Um. So for them pushing it, it's actually intrusive of your own privacy and your own will, especially if you don't know it. Um, and if you're not super tech savvy of any sort, then you'll probably never notice that that was an actual update to to your newer operating system. So most Windows users were. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think this is a hangover from perhaps traditional Windows platforms? You know, you sort of you go out in like 2001 and you buy a big box with a CD-ROM in it and you upgrade <laughs> your operating system that way. Whereas, I mean, David, for how long have Mac users been able to upgrade over the air? Uh, about four years, yeah, something okay, like that, cool. and it's been free since then as well. Yeah, I, I, I find the idea thing. of a paid-for operating system really sort of bizarre. Because mm, I mean, that's the thing we got. Uh, we got free um, uh, Windows 10 upgrade until today. But uh, how much do we know? How much it will cost if people haven't done that? On the top of my head, it's about hundred pounds for oh, the really? normal yeah. for the normal so that, I think. Yeah, I think the pro and the, the pro ones go up to maybe one hundred and eighty or something. Yeah, one hundred eighty, one hundred ninety, exactly. It's a lot of money. It's a lot <laughs> yeah. of money. Yeah. But I mean, you you think of it in in what what David was just saying there. Um, people buy Macs from Apple basically, and mm. it is an Apple ecosystem in that respect. So offering the uh, operating systems almost like a an additional extra as Whereas part of the premium price, perhaps. I guess, but at the same time, for Windows users, you can build your own PC um, with all different parts, and Microsoft has no involvement in any of those parts. Uh, they might have deals with like Intel or something like that, but they don't have any involvement with those parts. Windows is purely a software, um, so it's literally a software. It's not a hardware of any sort. Whereas Apple have got both sides of the game so that's but, why they can offer it but Microsoft still wants people to be on Windows and it yep. wants people specifically to be on Windows 10 so it's better for security and stuff like that absolutely and it, it yep. still stands to gain I mean it doesn't it, the fact that it doesn't sell the PCs itself it's, yep. it wants to people it wants people to be on that platform and I don't understand how charging for it yeah makes any sense yeah I was, I was thinking about it I mean all I can think is that they can no longer afford to <laughs> because yeah. why else would it not be free if they want everyone to be on it because they still offer um the office suite on like ipad for instance free yeah you have to maybe get a subscription to use all the i, I just assumed features. it was going to be a fake deadline yeah and, and so what it, it is genuinely it does now. actually <laughs> seem to be now i just thought they go oh you have to do it by now you have to do it by now oh yeah. well we'll extend it a bit yeah but they haven't well no that's the thing i mean I, it to me in terms of like a business sense to me personally it makes sense because they they have to they have to make money somehow through their software if they don't charge you for the software um and you 
download it for free, like Linux almost, like an mm. open source uh, software, then the only way they're going to make money is via adverts. And the last thing you want is adverts on your own home PC, on your own software, which makes no sense. Again, it's different for Mac and Apple. Yeah, I suppose uh, Apple make money directly selling software, but via hardware, whereas Microsoft, Basically. most Microsoft uh, products... I mean, sorry, most Windows products probably on Microsoft hardware. Right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't, couldn't Microsoft just double down on the enterprise, though, and, and keep the consumer uh, operating system free and then try and make money off the, the the IP that they've always made money off? So the Office products, you know, they, they, they still charge for those um, and, and all the other sort of additional products they offer. But the actual operating system being charged, as David said, just seems bizarre in 2016. Mm-hmm. From, the, from the B2B side of things, Scott... Um, do you know about Windows 10, how it's been taken on by companies in the enterprise? Or Yeah, I mean, it's it's popular. It's, yeah. like Windows is, is still a really popular enterprise product. Um, and I think Windows 10 actually has gone down quite well. I, mean, I know that um, I wasn't actually reporting on tech when XP and Vista and all that were around, but I know that they um, plummeted uh, Microsoft's <laughs> standing quite a bit. People didn't like the products, and then Windows 10 was a bit of a return to form. Mm. Um, and we we hear far less complaints about it. So, and and we know that <clears throat> Nadella is doubling down on on business customers and enterprise customers. Um, so again, it just seems a bit bizarre that they're not just giving the consumer stuff away to make mm. sure that they have some sort of brand loyalty. I think probably from like a boardroom level, though, they do feel like they're doing everyone a favour, and they're probably really annoyed yeah. that everyone's <laughs> complaining they're giving them this free upgrade. Yeah. Like it shouldn't really be like that. But I think. Um, there's an anniversary edition, yep. supposedly. I don't really know why they're calling it that if it's only about a year old. But it'll come out on August the 2nd. So, listener, if you download as soon as possible your free update for Windows 10, am I right in saying the anniversary edition will then be free update if you already have the software? Is that how it works? So it's the, quite confusing. Yeah, so the anniversary is just an update, actually. It's an update on okay. Windows 10. Which will be free. Which will be right, free, okay. exactly. So the anniversary update brings a few changes, um, and it's going to be free for everyone. Uh, but it's out on the 2nd of August, which is a couple of days later, obviously, from yeah. the 29th of July. Um, and yeah, the changes that brings is, well, mainly the, the, the biggest concern for most people is that Cortana is going to be forced upon people. <laughs> um, so for people who don't know what Cortana is, it's a search mechanism, almost like um, Siri, which is all voice activated. Um, and it searches the web, in this case, Bing, which is absolutely useless, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that usually is resides in the start menu um, of your Windows um, system. Now, unfortunately, now you can't turn it off, whereas previously you could. Meaning so what, that... do you mean, what do you mean by turn it off? Like, can you turn Siri off? Yeah, you yeah, just leave yeah. Siri alone, though, don't you? What, but you can actually... Oh, you can you actually turn it off? Because Siri does now have always on. So if you say, uh, hey, Siri, by accident, then that would switch it off. <laughs> but you, yeah, you can. There is, week, there is an option where you say, no, Siri, and it switches it off mm. completely. And you can't do that on Katana. Supposedly, um, with the with the new anniversary update, for people who are on, like, um, insider builds, um, they've said that you can't turn off Cortana, meaning that whenever you search... Well, personally, when I hit the Windows key, um brings up the start menu, and I can search straight away for, say, I don't know battlefield as, as a to play a game now when i type that in it will search first via cortana rather than my own operating system at least that's what i understand from it so it searches using cortana even if you don't speak so it... yeah yeah cortana, cortana is like text-based as well you just type in the start bar yeah oh, I like, thought, like i thought it was Siri for Mac. the voice activation technology itself yeah, yeah it's both. it, it is, is but it's search both. engine underneath that and it, um... exactly so like uh, just as in like siri like you can ask so, you can ask a question and it will search the web as well 
also give you like I don't know, set, set a calendar invite or whatever it is. Yeah, so, it's an it's a natural language interface, both typed and spoken, basically. Yeah. But Nadella, like, this doesn't surprise me. Nadella bloody loves Cortana. <laughs> like, because like last, I think it was um, at the last big conference. It must have been a build when he was saying that bots are the new apps, and he's absolutely doubling down on sort of voice-based commands. You're doubling um, down on the words doubling down. Am I? You've yeah, triple just... doubled down. <laughs> nice. Um, and yeah, basically any any sort of natural language um, way to to get access to information or your or applications is is absolutely Microsoft's sort of focus. So it doesn't surprise me that Cortana's being put front and center of this update. But is that more from a business point of view that he's trying to get that to happen, or does he think that's that, that, that tends to be the context that I hear him speaking mm. is normally in a business context? Um, but I assume that 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 sort of switches over to the consumer um, in a similar way. I mean, Microsoft generally is quite a functional os anyway yeah. isn't it so so like i mean do you think this strategy of pushing this free update on users will help them it hasn't really helped their pr in the short term but you would assume it's going to help them in the long term moving that many people over i think they want it then they want something ridiculous like a billion people on it yeah and there's like two hundred thousand. well no <laughs> maybe, no maybe a bit more than that <laughs> well, Sorry, there's, there's 350 million okay that's but not too shabby it's it's not shabby at all um i mean just Going back on one of your questions, you said, "Is it is it something that's worth it?" I personally think I, w- I was against the whole privacy thing of Windows 10 and how it's intrusive. Yeah. But for someone who's used XP, Vista, seven and eight and eight point one, ten is by far the best operating system. And I, I think it was Matt and Jim they they wrote an article on PC Advisor saying mm-hmm. it took thirty years for Microsoft to finally get it right. It com- combines performance and um, user interface all into one and makes it just perfect uh, especially if you want to integrate that with uh, mobile or tablets as well true so they are trying to do that bless them yeah but almost not should i say not like um apple but in in that same respect that they've got various platforms which all work fantastically they want to create one platform that works on all including on the xbox as well so integrating more windows 10 features on xbox so to answer your question it's it is a forced update um and it does feel like it's kind of pushed onto you but at the same time if you embrace the actual change then you will you will thoroughly enjoy it um at least in my opinion um from is my it, experience is it still horribly tile based no, so that's that's what they they took away. So Good. they they took the Windows eight uh, feature of I think I can't Metro UI as yeah. what it was called. They took that completely away, um, but instead you can have live tiles in your start menu, but that's sure. optional. Okay, so you, cool. So that's you know they they took best of both worlds yeah. really. Brought the start menu back, put the live yeah, because there was one iteration where it just felt like everything was going to be tile based, and that yeah. was what they were going to. That was how you're going to like yeah, work it's with not it. Like that anymore. No good. <laughs> I think they they realised they screwed up at that 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 rate, and everyone was like, "No People Windows, it, yeah. no Windows 8," and it was so bad that the integ- the um the people taking. Uh, Windows 8 and actually installing Windows 8 was lower than Vista, and Vista was deemed as the worst operating system in the world. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Give yeah. it to show. <laughs> there you go, listener. Uh, update or spend loads of money getting something that we would thoroughly recommend. Excellent. Cool. Just going to go around the room, ask some questions. Uh, Windows 10, 10 out of 10, or 10 things I hate about you? I'd rate 10 out of 10, mate. Scott Gary? <laughs> uh, 10 out of 10. And David Price? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I haven't used it. Let's just say 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> or maybe 6 out of 10. <laughs> 6 yeah. things I hate about you. <laughs> 6 things David hates about uh, Microsoft. Great, cool. We'll be right back after this to talk about Verizon. Verizon. 
Sometimes, tech companies aim a little higher than they really deserve to. Like a tech Lance Armstrong, Yahoo got a little bit too big for its boots, and even though it's yet to cry like a sniffling wretch on Oprah, its days in its current form are over. Verizon, the US telecoms giant, has just bought Yahoo for $4.8 billion. Scott Carey, is that a lot of money for Yahoo, and has Verizon spent its money wisely here? Please talk us through tech's latest mega merger. It's an absolutely ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> it's too. It's a lot. It's ridiculous. Right. It's. Um, Please tell us why. So they they bought Verizon bought AOL last year for a similar amount of money. Yeah. And now they've bought um, Yahoo for a crazy amount of money, and it pretty much is like buying Cristiano Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney now <laughs> for a hundred million each, right. and expecting that to be the cornerstone of your team for the next ten years. I so don't know foot- much about so football, football. Analogy, David. <laughs> but I, I thought Cristiano Ronaldo was good at football. So he's good now, and he's probably right. going to be good for the next year or two, and then after oh. that he will drop off a cliff. Oh, that like, would make him worse. Not literally. Well, that would definitely make him worse in football. Yeah. If it's like the uh, Will Ferrell in uh, Austin Powers <laughs> breaks both of his legs. Uh, yeah, it'd be hard to play football with, with no legs. Um, <laughs> he got really dark. <laughs> Wait, so so why has Verizon bought AOL? AOL presumably for its ad technology. Both. Um, right. So it looks like they bought both for their ad technology. So right. they bought AOL because it was quite good at programmatic and online advertising. It looks like they bought um, Yahoo for similar reasons. They've they've got a pretty good suite of tools for programmatic, for video, for mobile. Um, but doesn't matter how good their like suite of tools are, they're still miles behind the Facebooks and the Googles. Of this well, that's what I was going to ask you: Is Verizon doing this to try and compete on a sort of data bank level? Yeah, yeah. Which is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it stupid? Because um, like Facebook's results came out today, and they just check my notes. They um, brought in 6.2 billion of ad revenue this quarter dollars dollars okay <laughs> um verizon just bought yahoo for 4.4 billion yeah so it's like it basically facebook is is not far off being a mobile ad monopoly yeah it's got like 84 percent of that figure comes from mobile mm-hmm. um so even if verizon buys yahoo and takes like a small chunk and it buys aol and takes a small chunk it's still competing on like a tiny tiny scale against a brand like Facebook, which is like, there's brand awareness, millennials know what it is, and they know how it works, whereas Yahoo, like most millennials probably don't even know what Yahoo is, they've probably just seen it every found, now and then. I found out that Yahoo is actually an, uh, it's actually an, like a, Yeah, I found yeah. out today. Do you know what it stands for? Do you know what Yahoo stands for? Yet another hierarchically organised oracle. That's awful. It's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? That's... I think they're kind of, yeah, they're making their own bed if they start their whole business and call it yet another. <laughs> is, I mean, that, is that a backronym, though? I don't know. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was always intended to start. What for. I mean is, they must have decided to call themselves Yahoo and then, like, several months in, they thought, oh, we should try and make it stand for something. Oh, I see. I don't know. Joker. We'll have to check. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, Scott, you're saying that, that 4.8 now is a lot. Um, yeah. Obviously, inflation and everything, but again, consult my notes. Microsoft offered to buy Yahoo in 2008 for $44 billion. Yeah. And during the dot-com boom, so around 2001, it was worth $125 billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, it was the Google of its day. It, it yeah. absolutely and obviously, was. why would Google have sold? Like, if you, hindsight's beautiful, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the absolute giant of its day, but it, it just never really adapted, um, which is, you know, is easier said than done, but... Like, they, there was a, I think the more important figure is not that Microsoft failed to buy them for the 44 no, billion. No, I think not. it's more important that Yahoo failed to buy Google. Right. Um, Yahoo offered, done, right? Yeah, yeah, Yahoo offered 3 billion for Google in 2012. No, 2002. 
mm-hmm. yeah, before they'd even got before Google had even gone public. Yeah, um, Google wanted valued themselves at five billion. Yahoo bulk, bulked at the price. Uh, it's now <laughs> looking like that would have been a really good deal for them. Um, although Yahoo's track record of buying companies and making them successful would suggest that Google would now be crap because they are not very good at doing <laughs> no. that. And also, it would have been really weird if they bought a company that had then become um, fantastically more valuable than they were themselves. Like yeah, they well, they Ali- would have Alibaba. Yeah, and they and then they were stuck in this position where everybody knew that the only thing that was making money was Alibaba. Yeah, and also then the when var- they had yeah. to sell it. The Verizon deal doesn't include the Alibaba assets either, does it? No, I think it does. Oh, does it? Because I mean, um, what they got left of it, but they had to sell yeah, it. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Maya, uh, she was trying to spin it out um, as its own Marissa company. Marissa Maya, who's just stepped down as CEO? No, she's still CEO. Okay. Hanging she's still there. hanging on in. Um, not sure what will happen to her. Or the, $55 or, million, dollars probably. Yeah, or the Yahoo, <laughs> um, or the Yahoo uh, brand might, might also be at risk. Um, yeah. Not that it's got any relevance anymore. I think it does for a lot of people. You talk mm. about millennials, but I'm being I'm people. being hot takey. <laughs> <laughs> Same fires everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, anybody over the age of 30, maybe not 30, maybe 35, has a very strong emotional sort of resonance for Yahoo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we grew up on these the sort of websites. One of the first websites, websites you used, right? Yeah. It was your homepage. You yeah. Know, someone like that or AltaVista. Mine used to be AOL, yeah. Good Ask time. Jeeves. Yeah. All the greats. <laughs> um, do, have you ever used like a Yahoo product? Yahoo Mail? Uh, I, I think I did have a Yahoo Mail account. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That I used for signing up to things that were going to spam me. Brilliant. That is, <laughs> There's your brand that affiliation right there. <laughs> like, sums it up really, doesn't it? Nail on the head, yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, Verizon is a massive telecoms operator. But mm-hmm. because of the size of the US, it's pretty much the only one that can claim to be nearly nationwide. But it's not like the UK where you have a nationwide operator. No. It just doesn't exist. So do you think they're trying to monopolize in that way? Do you think that they're going to try and compete on some level with Facebook and Google? And they think if we get as much data as we can from as many customers as we can, perhaps there's an opportunity to monetize. Yeah, if we're going to look at sort of um, Verizon's approach here, they, they're, an, they're an analog business. They're a telecoms provider who are looking to move into the digital world. And, and yep. by acquiring AOL and Yahoo, they're going to try and break into the digital advertising market. They've, they've acquired some really good content businesses. Yahoo still gets huge amounts of web traffic in the US. It's okay. still like quite a trusted news site. Um, and they've got a few sort of media entities as well that, mm-hmm. um, that pull in a lot of traffic. So, um, Verizon are definitely making a play on the US market. I just think that's a bit myopic to sort of just go after the big US market when companies like Facebook and Google are, are dominating on such a global scale, considering the price tag as well that they paid for it. Yeah. Maybe they secretly think that something like Yahoo is a bit more worldwide than it actually is. And they think yeah. they might get that reach because, I mean, 
probably I without being patronizing probably most some people in this office probably don't know who Verizon are maybe mm. so like it's not like it has like what you like say a worldwide no. resonance um are they, do you think this will be the end of these kind of deals are there any are there any dinosaurs hanging around still that are trying to get bought up because if you think yeah, 4.8 yeah, like, is a lot for Yahoo there must be some other alien companies out there I'm trying to think of the other survivors of the dot com boom like Yahoo were, were one of the better survivors coming out of the uh, the bubble bursting um but yeah, there's not not many that I can think that that no. are still hanging around. The funny thing is, Yahoo actually bought a couple of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they bought uh, Tumblr for one point one billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr that that will like that has always tried to monetize and just has no way of monetizing. It bought for over a billion dollars, and then it also bought Flickr, which is still a popular product for some people. But again, it's just a fading force um and amongst all the other sort of free and good apps like google photos and things like that yeah i just wanted to very quickly play a game <laughs> please do um so marissa mayer made 49 acquisitions during her time as ceo of yahoo okay um and i'm going to run through a few of my favorites <laughs> and this is company she's bought in the this is companies that she brought into yahoo and um a lot of them sound like they are jokes from silicon valley but they're but they're not okay great um so is this real <laughs> is this a real acquisition or Something am i making it up? up okay go okay snip.it it's real yeah yeah she bought she bought that company okay. um Isn't that, that's a, a url um what do you call shortener. it shortener shortener yeah well right? done yeah okay. you actually know what it is yeah. um tomfoolery <laughs> <laughs> i want it to be true but it's probably not it is oh my god oh, she <laughs> bought a company called tomfoolery um, bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit like Alan Partridge. Isn't it? What idea have you monkey got? Monkey tennis, yeah. Bread. Uh, no. Yep. Oh wow. Are they all yes? <laughs> and last one is um, pitch without the I because it's a tech company. Uh, I'm gonna go with yes then. Yeah, yeah. She, she bought, bought all, all of companies. those companies and another forty six wow. to go with them. So. Um, <laughs> That this this is the downfall of Yahoo. It, she basically took a Liverpool post Suarez approach of buying loads <laughs> of average assets with their with their money, and you none say of she's them, the Brendan Rogers of the time. That's exactly what I'm saying, and none of them have come good. Yeah. And now you've got to look again at like trying to rebuild, um, and it's a really really difficult thing to do once you've already used your assets, once mm. you've made those decisions and spent that money. It's hard to come back. Well, does she feel she's out of a problem now because it's been bought? No, it's not her problem anymore. No, exactly. No, she's going to get a massive payoff either way. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not sure what her career will do after that, but this was this was definitely her big, big move. Um, there's, there's a feeling, isn't there, that she a she couldn't have ever saved it, that it was yep. doomed before she took over, even though she subsequently made a series of howlers. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. she could never have saved it. Snip it. And also her final, <laughs> her final um, uh, strategic move was a very good one, which is that she pushed up the value. Yes, they wanted to pay one, yeah, one and a half billion less than they eventually did. Yeah, that is some. That's like I can use some football now. That's like Derby County pushing up the price for Seth Johnson, um, <laughs> who, who eventually went for about seven million, I think, in the end, and was worth about two pounds. Um, you just, you know, you got something that's worth nothing, and then you go, oh no, I won't, I won't sell, I won't sell. She did really well, I think, at the end. Yeah, that that was probably one of her best moves. Um, yeah. And yeah, fair enough. I don't know where she comes <laughs> from here, though. Uh, no, I'm not quite sure where her career goes from here, but um... well, we we probably won't ever talk about her again on the pod. So. No, <laughs> thanks, Marissa.
Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Thanks for the bread. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the bread. That is... <laughs> That is a great way to sign off. Thank you. Uh, that's so Verizon Sport Yahoo. Um, just going to go around the room with my question, Christopher. Acquisition on or acquisition off? Acquisition. Oh, okay. He, he's feeling good. They got a good. They got a good price for it. Scott Carey. Acquisition off. Oh, David Price. A snippet. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Uh, right back after this, we'll be talking about Apple's mountains of gold. Quite frankly, I don't want to live in a world where a company's quarterly earnings of $42 billion is considered an alarming signpost of failure. Maddeningly, I do live in that world, listener, and so do you. And that world belongs, surely still, to Apple. This week, everyone's favourite Californian tech vampire announced its Q3 <laughs> financials and clickbait headlines were born. But not ours, obviously. David Price, why do we take such an interest in Apple's financial results? Uh, and can we really glean anything tangible from these ones? I'll answer that in a minute. Why is it a vampire? Oh, it just sucks money out of everyone. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, that's not as unpleasant it's as a nice sucking vampire. blood It's out. a nice friendly vampire. It leaves you products. Yeah. <laughs> I've wanted to suck your product. Well, anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of friendly vampires. Was Cruise a the friendly vampire? The Count of Sesame Street was definitely Yes. Yeah, yeah the Count One life on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, Dracula, and Dracula is supposed to be sort of seductive as well as evil. So you're yeah, supposed to sort of like him at the same time as not. Anyway, this is very much off sure. topic. Um, it's all good Apple, stuff, though. It is. Apple has reported its Q3 2016 uh, financial results. Okay. Trying to stay awake. It's... Um, <laughs> And everything is everything is down basically. Okay, um, but how? But forty-two billion is considered down. Yeah, I know it's um it's it's a measure of how amazingly they've done over the last couple of years um, that they're now going through a slightly weaker phase, and okay. it's it's sort of disappointing. Um, they made, as you said, forty-two billion dollars um, last year uh, in the in the equivalent quarter last year. They made forty-nine billion, um, and they've made a profit of seven point eight billion, uh, which is down from ten point seven billion a year. Ago. Okay, so I can see how yeah, maybe losing a third of. Yeah, it's, it's it's not brilliant. Um, and it, it does give you a sort of um, an idea of how much the iPhone dominates uh, Apple's um, well-being. iPhone sales are down, therefore Apple is down. Okay. And it makes – and you look at the graph um, <clears throat> of iPhone sales over the last couple of years, and it's been up and up and up and up. And then the last couple of quarters, it's been down. And it looks like maybe they've peaked. Yeah. Maybe everybody that wants an iPhone has an iPhone. Maybe people don't particularly want to upgrade anymore. And that makes people look ahead to the future and they start thinking, well, without the iPhone as this stellar performer or less stellar performer, uh, how is Apple going to prosper? It'd be is nice it, if they trouble? brought out a laptop. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Or should we, we should jump ahead to, to Macs as well. And Mac sales are down. Yep. Um, they sold 4.3 million Macs and made $5.2 billion out of that, which compares to 4.8. Yeah, <laughs> it really jump is. change. Jump change. <laughs> <laughs> Which compares to 4.8 million and 6 billion. Yeah, they could have bought Yahoo and, <laughs> and change. And they, they, really, they really could. It's amazing. I've, well, I've got some comparisons uh, here. Do it. Um, That's so, the rustling of paper. <laughs> yeah, it is. Old school. Um, so part of... Um, Apple's uh, financial results is its services um, department, which includes things like the App Store and stuff like that. It's a, very much a smaller part than the iPhone, but that made $6 billion in this quarter. Does that include Apple Music? Yeah, it does. Brilliant. And Apple Pay and things like that. Um, $6 billion. It made $6 billion, and that's you know very much a small part of its uh, performance. That's the same as McDonald's made in, uh, in the last quarter. <laughs> no way. Um, and McDonald's, you know, fairly large company. Yeah. Um, Facebook, it's about the same as what Facebook made in the last quarter. It's the same sort of uh, order of... 
things. Um, it, it's it's just huge. It's just silly money um, yeah. that Apple is making, but it's making less money than it used to. And presumably there was a point in Yahoo's history when it was it was still going. We're making loads of money, and somebody somewhere thought, yes, but the graph is pointing downwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't worry anyone then. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 now, it worries yeah. plenty of people now. Oh, yeah. uh, about Apple, probably prematurely. Um, I, I think they're fine. I, I think they're absolutely <laughs> fine. But they are getting to the point now where they rely on the iPhone, and the iPhone is maybe not going to be the cash cow it has been for all that much longer. Yeah. Well, is this the thing that used to happen where they would now come out with a new killer product? Yeah, but they since Jobs, well, they're struggling to. to Bring that new kind yeah, of product. Yeah, well, the Apple Watch. Um, they they slipped that. I know. <laughs> you guys always. You give me such a hard time with the Apple Watch. I love the Apple Watch. But they slipped the Apple Watch out at exactly the, um, the, the that moment where the last ones were tailing off, and they were like, "Oh, here's here's Apple Watch." Mm. And, and the Apple Watch is that okay? It's massively, massively dominating the smartwatch uh, sector, but people just don't particularly want smartwatches. Um, they didn't even actually say how many Apple Watches they sold. They, right. they folded it into um, a category called other products, Brilliant. Um, <laughs> which itself only made 2.2 billion. Uh, uh, and that includes oh, the Apple TV oh, yeah. as well and the iPods. Um, they, we think IDC research, um, which is connected to our own company, actually, uh, says they reckon they sold 1.6 million Apple Watches this quarter, which is, you know, which is okay. Yeah. But, but clearly, as you say, that's not going to replace it's, the yeah, iPhone. Yeah, it's a small market. Just a, just a question. Do, with the iPhone sales, is that also general smartphone sales down? Like, is Samsung's fo- uh, phone sales also dropping? The- no, funnily enough, Samsung is doing really well. Um, oh, okay. I've actually, Reportedly, yes. yeah. Sales well, up I mean, due to the S7 range? Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Yeah, they're doing really good. They, they actually made mm-hmm. um, very slightly more revenue than Apple did in this quarter, but slightly less profit. So, mm-hmm. but, they, but they're on the up. Yeah. Uh, they're... they're Figures are up from the last quarter, or the last year. But I mean, with Apple, is it? It's a company that seem we're we seeming to suggest here. It, it earns all this money, but it's all through consumer relationship with their brand. If people yeah. think that the iPhone line is tired or the Mac line is tired, like Scott is clearly waiting for a new MacBook Pro. But um, do you think a lot of consumers are being like, "Oh, this is the plateau now"? I mean, yeah. there will always be people who queue up and go and buy an iPhone on the first day. But, but there's, yeah, there's not enough of those. To, not, there's not, a, it's the, not the same vibe anymore, is there? No. Well, the, the key thing for Apple is that it sells well to. Um, and again, I'm going to I'm going to criticise millennials. Um, <laughs> I, I think the key market is not millennials. I think the key market is um, people in their 40s and 50s who have loads okay. of money and yeah. aren't quite as tech savvy. Apple is Apple sells so well to them yeah. because its products, you know, has that thing about they just work. They don't quite just work, but they're they're generally user friendly, simple to use. Um, I think. Um, I think it's struggling to find markets. I think, as I said before, um, I'm assuming they've been hammered by the um, the uh, Chinese market as well, because yeah. um, the Chinese market isn't buying as much yeah, as they true. as they were. So um, the fashion, the high high fashion market is really struggling at the moment. Companies like Burberry are like uh, looking at sacking staff because like the demand from the Chinese market is just dried up since yeah. um, since their currency has, has plummeted. Um, and I, I assume that's hitting Apple just as hard they, as... They did mention that, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's one of their sort of justifying reasons for... In fact, they, Tim Cook said that the uh, the results were better than they expected. Okay. Uh, I mean, and they are... He would. Well, <laughs> I mean, they are, you know, genuinely at the top end of, um, of the predictions that they made. Yeah. So I mean, like in in recent memory, past maybe four or five years or so, has it always been an upward spike? Is this 
making headlines they, they because tend... it's the first downward curve? Or I mean, there were there were downward trends in the last quarter as well. Okay. It was always going to um, plateau, though, wasn't it? it you, yeah, I mean, you you literally cannot no. keep going up as fast as the iPhone sales did. No, you can't. Bring, can't... Before, before long, there are more sales sales than there are people on the planet. Yeah, you can't it's... make ten billion in profit every quarter. You just can't do. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're doing well. But, I was just um... going to say that for the iPhone, so most people associate iPhone with expensive. Even if you yep. got the SE, which is still quite expensive, even the 5C, that when that came out, that was still very expensive. It wasn't really, yeah. People, they and managed to create the idea that it was a budget iPhone. Yeah. But it wasn't. It really yeah. wasn't. I'm just trying to think. Phone, How much was it? Like 400 quid. Or oh, yeah, that's not cheap. No. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think because, like, my phone that I've got in front of me, um, the Honor 7, I bought that for like 170 quid. Yeah. And it works fantastically and does everything I need, more than everything I need. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think that. Can it make if, phone calls? It can. Yeah. Surprisingly, uh, that's a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was just trying to think, like, if Apple really aimed at budget for once, as in it had the same build quality, but mm. the specs, it doesn't have to have a quad core; it can have a dual core. It well, can I mean, have the, the specs they deliver are always underpowered compared to the competition. Anyway, that that wouldn't be yeah. how. If if they were to make a budget phone, they would have to make compromises on their margin, which they're never going to do. They would never do that, yeah. <laughs> or on build quality, because um, the, when you were saying about China, I thought straight away of the Indian market. And yeah, the they're, they're doing market, okay in India, but um, it's just that over there, budget phones do a lot better. Like Nokia, yeah. when it was when Nokia was around. It did so well in India because it was such a budget phone. But when but you it say just worked. when you say it did well in India, do you mean they sold lots of units, or do you mean they made lots of money? Well, that's that's another question. Yeah, because they a- sold a Apple lot of has units. made a conscious decision that it will pursue the premium end of the market. Yeah, um, and it, and the margin it gets on each phone it sells is incredible. And and it, it's been the case for a long time that more Android phones are sold, but they don't make anywhere near as much money on yeah. them because they just yeah, sell the, more, more and more money. So. It was the, the reasoning why I mentioned it is because you were saying like who it appeals to the people who have a lot of money, which I totally agree. Yeah. But if you want to appeal to those, I don't know, say the 16 year old who wants a, an iPhone, they could never afford it. And their parents are never going to buy them a really expensive phone, especially but, if it But are their parents, are their parents the 40 to 50 year olds with disposable income? Yeah. 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 See, what they, they want people yeah. that can afford their products because yeah. I think the way they're looking at it now is as they kept talking about the install base, and how big the install base was. Um, and, and even though they're not selling quite so many phones, they have an active user base that has lots of money because they had to because they bought the phones that are now buying apps. Um, and the amount of money that they are making through the app store is up 37%. Um, it's that part of that $6 billion I talked about from the services yeah. um, department. In the future, this this could be what they do is that they just try and sell a decent number of phones, a decent number of upgrades, and then they make the money from third-party software sales, which is you know much easier for them. It's easier to sit back and the money comes in. You know they didn't do, though? They didn't buy Snippet, <laughs> which is probably where they've lost out here. You know, they make acquisitions all the time. Oh, they do, they said do. This. They, they, they keep said they, it so quiet. They buy one every three to four weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah. I was going to say, they did buy Beats by Dre for yeah, a ridiculous they, they, amount yeah. of money. They, they made a couple of really big ones, but mostly they just buy loads of small ones. On, yeah. on the sly, yeah. And then turn them into cereal or whatever. <laughs> well, um, we, we won't go into it now because we haven't got enough time, but... In terms of the new iPhone supposedly coming in September, we don't have to discuss the specs and everything, um, but will do you think just the simple introduction of a new iPhone at the time everyone expects it is going to be a boost for Apple? It should be. It should be. Uh, the weird thing is that the iPhone SE came out um, in this quarter and didn't give them a significant boost. I mean, they kept saying, oh, the iPhone SE has, has sold well, but um, they're still down on last the same quarter last year. In the yeah. same quarter last year, there was no new phone. And this... 
quarter with a new phone, still slightly less. I mean, mm. admittedly, yeah, the iPhone SE is selling fine, but I think, you, I mean, you might be right. It could be that everybody is waiting <coughs> for the iPhone 7. They're all bored with the 6S and the 6S Plus, which are, you know, pretty insubstantial upgrades on the on the 6 and the 6 Plus. Um, it just, it depends how good it is. I don't think people got excited about the SE. Like, it's a very... Yeah. It's a very nice thing, but it yeah. does, it felt like it was like a maybe a placeholder or a stopgap. Yeah, we're still, for, it's still for people like, like me that want like to go yeah. back to having that sort of size phone. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's not going to make the splash that an iPhone Seven will. Make. Like, yeah, like you say that they have to maintain their line, right? So we're going to assume that if it's called the iPhone Seven, they will still sell the Six S, but they will not sell the Six anymore, and the SE yeah. will, the SE will remain confusingly. But then yeah. they've got their three core products still, so it was kind of they had to do it at that point. Yes, uh, yes, I think that's how it works. But we, they, people think that there's going to be an extra one. Um, I don't know how right this the is. Pro, the yeah. Pro, So there'll be an iPhone 7 Plus, an iPhone 7, you can make and an iPhone two 7 phone Pro. calls at once. <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> I mean, it's just, if that is the branding, that's that's so confusing mm. that there would be an even, iPhone even though 7 we've got Plus an iPad, and an iPhone 7 Pro. Even though we've got an iPad Pro and a MacBook Pro. Yeah, but there's no MacBook Plus. They killed it, yeah. The idea of having yeah. a Plus and a Pro, which are too close together anyway... Mm. I, I seen. I mean, they've done bad branding decisions before as yeah, well. So yeah. it, I wouldn't put it past them, but I think that would be a mistake. Although you do have different sizes of MacBooks. Don't forget that. Yes, true. Like yes, so, I mean, so they could call it. Yeah. So they, but they have different sizes of iPhone already. I mean, yeah. they could they could call it the six point five inch iPhone mm. or something. I mean, at least that would be clear what it was. Whereas Plus true, and Pro, true. what does that mean? Anyway. anyway, we will find out in September, listener. Uh, I hope I've not left a sort of negative taste. Oh, no, I, not I think all. The, I think these they're sales making are, you know, hot loads of cash. <laughs> Everything is okay. The, the general feeling seems to be that they're a bit down, but they're better than was expected. And that's sort of... Well, let me ask you first, David Price. Apple's financial results, golden delicious or rotten to the core? Um, it's, it's neither of those two things. This is ridiculous. <laughs> answer the question. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're not the host that we don't answer it correctly. But when you yeah. were the host, yeah, you've got true. to answer it the way I say it. Live by the rules, die by the rules. <laughs> and we all know that yours is a rules-based podcast. <laughs> I'm going to call it Rotten to the Core. Okay, thank oh, you. Oh, that's much too much. No, oh. Scott Carey. Golden Delicious. And Christopher Nassians. Golden Delicious. No, oh, David. That's <laughs> uh, all good. It's all good. Uh, we all love Apple. Golden Delicious. As ever, God bless each and every one of you for tuning in using your own free will, which is the highest compliment you could ever pay any of us. So cheers. We stood petrified as a three-horned tech-topic rhino ran at us today, and my, did we at least attempt to strike it down with verbal audio force. We hope you enjoyed the fight, and if you did, then please subscribe and tell your friends. Whichever way you've ended up here, please remember that you can also listen to us via iTunes, SoundCloud, Embedded Online, InBed Offline, at High Noon, or at Evensong. <laughs> We'll be back next Friday to run you a warm audio bath to relax your brain muscle in. So, go download Windows 10, set Yahoo as your homepage, and buy a new iPad. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. That's it. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.